Welcome to the Reseller Recovery Podcast, where we invite you to hang out with us, relax, and reflect on your week. All things talked about in this video are strictly our opinions and should not be considered professional advice. Please do not spread hate to anyone anywhere. Well, welcome back to another podcast episode. It's been real. We're very sorry we didn't have one last week for you. As we stated, we are going to try to be more consistent, but at least every other week, I would say. We should be able to get done and hopefully um, as stuff just kind of falls into place, we'll be able to do weekly, but we're excited to be back. Got a lot of good feedback. We got like a handful of not so great feedback, but majority of it was like, yes, please do these every week. We actually had some people last week when we didn't post that were very upset. They were like, where's the podcast episode? So we'll be trying to do that more. I actually had a lot of help also from you guys. Um, offering advice either through the comments or an Instagram message of how to put everything on like Spotify, the Apple Play Store and stuff. So I'm gonna be looking into that. Not currently done it yet, (laughs) but we'll be working on it and hopefully get that up. Um, But it's just gonna be on here on YouTube for now. Um, And the people that didn't want this, um, they actually brought up some good points, which I wanted to address really quick, which was um, they didn't like that we brought up the drama. They said, If there's negativity in the reseller community, we just probably shouldn't address it or pay any mind, which I kind of halfway agree with. I do think that there's sometimes topics that could affect resellers that we'll need to discuss, but I think I would have to agree as far as drama goes, that'll probably be the only episode we actually talk about it. That does not mean that we are going to stop doing the negative comments. Honestly, I love the negative mean comments and reading them aloud because first of all, they're public, so anybody can read it anyways. But I just, I don't know. It's a way to make light of a situation that sometimes hurts our feelings. And also sometimes I think it's just a good discussion around what people are clearly frustrated with in their own business. And maybe by bringing some attention to it, we can discuss it here and work through some of those issues. Question of the day, is it better to know what to skip or what to get? We will be answering that question in our own opinion later. Today, I have a motivational quote. I wrote it down, I'm very excited. I had another one, but I don't know. It it gave me like grumpy vibes and I didn't wanna have grumpy vibes. So um, this one, It's from Thomas Edison today, my homeboy. Um, Opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. And I thought that that was so good. good. I don't know. I was just thinking about it and I was thinking that most people, like one of the biggest things I think I see as somebody who was never in reselling that like came into the world of reselling is that everybody is always, uh, always complaining about why their opportunities aren't as good as what somebody others oper- some other people's opportunities are. I hear people all day long, I'd kill to have those prices or I'd kill to have those items in my area. And though you're probably right on certain things, though I hate jeans here being $8.99, it's just one of those things like it's not gonna change and everybody has their own opportunities. Sure, your stuff might be a little bit more expensive, but you might also live in a, rit- a ritzier area where you can find better items. Right. Um, and the items that you buy might flip for $100 every time, where the stuff we might be picking up, sure, it's only $5, but we're only flipping it for $25. So I think everybody has their own set of opportunities, and what you do with it is what makes you successful, not necessarily the opportunities themselves. Yeah, I love that. And what I take away from that quote is just, like, people want 
their businesses to be the same as ours or some people that they watch on YouTube. But in my opinion, they're not willing to take the exact steps yeah. that we take in our business in order to become profitable or to get to this point. They want to achieve the same goal, but they don't want to do what it takes to achieve it. And it's reselling a lot of work, a lot of work. It is. I think that everybody talks about the, the success, but nobody talks about the grind it takes to get there. They talk about the money that you invest. They talk about the, the time, but nobody talks about the physical grind of when you're exhausted, you've done everything, you've spent everything, and you still are on the cusp of seeing the results, but you haven't yet see the, seen the results. Um, that grind is one of those things that I think nobody really talks about. Yeah. And I want to know. I, like, I have this thing with grind. I always think about espresso, right? Like, espresso is nothing but it's just the beans. It is what it is. But by God, you put water with it and grind it up a little bit, and it's the best thing there is. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a good analogy. So, what's new in the reselling world? Well, we have a couple things that are new for us that I thought I'd mention. We kind of uh, shared it in some thrift with me's, but something we've been doing, speaking of the grind lately that I thought I would share with you guys on today's podcast, because really it didn't fit anywhere else, but something we've been doing because we have been grinding so hard, just nonstop work it feels like, is it's really easy to get burnt out and Nikki and I lately for, we've been bringing our lunches, but we've been trying to find like a scenic outdoor spot Mm -hmm. uh, for lunch to just kind of like, if you know, you know, like when you're in the grind, it like really wears on you, but it's been nice to just kind of sit for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and just like, just breathe and sit in a peaceful place. And I don't know, I thought I'd share that because I've really been enjoying it. And even when we're not sourcing together, I've been doing it. And I found that it, I don't know, makes the day go by a lot better. And dare I say it, I think it helps me find better things. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> not affirmations. That's what I'm thinking of. But it's not when you like make things happen for yourself. Oh. What's the word I'm looking for? Why is it not coming to me? Yeah, I don't know. I've been blanking all day on things. Ask ask Marley over there. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just thinking when you like think something and think it into happening. I can't think of what bring it into existence. Yeah, dude, I know exactly what you're talking (laughs) about. Marley, what's the word? What? What's the word when you are thinking about something like you you think it into actually happening? Manifest. Manifest. Manifesting. There you go. Oh, new girl for the win. She saved the day. There we go. Wow. That okay. was the word. Manifesting. Yes. We're manifesting the good, the good items. Yeah. Well, I saw a lot on YouTube over the last couple of weeks, actually. A lot of it was drama, which again, we're not going to touch on. But some other topic that I saw that I see quite frequently, but specifically happened within the last couple of weeks were slow sales. And I saw a lot of people that posted videos and they were like, my sales have never been lower and I don't know what's going on. Like some catastrophes happening. Something's going on. It's in the water. Yeah. And normally I would say that we don't agree with that, that we usually remain pretty steady. But honestly, over the last week, sales have been kind of slow for us. And not only slow sales, but also just crazy amounts of customer questions. 
returns, like our returns have got to be the highest that they've ever been. I don't know. I haven't looked at the percentage lately, but I don't know the percentage, but we had like 16 pending returns at one point. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. And it was all for fit. So like, or most of them, not all of them, but probably 75 to 80% of them. Yeah. We're just fit. So Hmm. buyers are not buying things. And when they are buying things, they are having issues with them. Buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse. Um, And then honestly, we've just had some really grumpy people lately. Um, We had this one particular case. What did you call her? Claudette. Claudette. Claudette (laughs) is her name. You want to tell them about Claudette? Claudette's a sociopath. (laughs) So... Let me just, I don't even know what the item was at this point. It's how long ago it's been and how much I've missed it. But Claudette says, hi, there's an issue with delivery. Literally, period. Insufficient address, period. Please resolve, period. Like you could just be like, hey, I I didn't get my package. I'm not sure what's going on. Could you please help me? No, I knew. (laughs) I knew from the first time I was like, "Ah, something's going to happen. But I'm like, kill them with kindness right so i checked the tracking okay tracking says same thing insufficient address i'm like oh maybe the post office has it it is marked for claudette city like it's there if i had that issue what would i do i would just walk my happy butt over to the post office well drive i ain't walking that's a long way but i would drive to the post office and i would say hey i see that this has an insufficient address can you help me most times you can catch them before they send the package back right so i message back and i say hey we're unable to do anything on our end at this time as it's not currently being returned yet it was not marked that it had been like it was returned to sender nothing I said I would contact your local post office and eBay as well to help the or to help you resolve it. Thanks. So, Claudette messed up. Claudette says, "You screwed up the address." First of all, for anyone that doesn't know how eBay works, how does it work when somebody purchases things? They put in their information. They purchase it. We purchase a label. We don't touch the address through eBay. Through eBay. Yeah. We don't even put in anything. I literally just click the item, put how much it weighs, and print. That's it. That's the extent. I didn't change the label. I didn't touch the label. I don't even know where the address was for the label. Sellers aren't. You can change the label, but sellers actually can get in trouble for changing the address. Um, So if there is an issue with the buyer's address, it's in your best interest, actually, as a seller to cancel the order and then relist it and have them... (sighs) purchase with the correct address it's actually um an option when you go to cancel it'll say issue with buyer shipping address um which i don't believe counts against you but like this is how often this happens for that to be an option so claudette sends another message at the same time because guess what sending one message wasn't enough let me just send another one this is where she really messed up I can't contact eBay, and I am, de- I am demanding a refund. We'll leave negative feedback if you don't do it. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> For those of you who are watching, 
My son had tropical today at school and he's hiding in the background. So as much as Kaylee's great at editing videos, I don't think you're gonna be able to edit all these sounds out. That's that's feedback extortion. So immediately I asked Kaylee, I was like, how are we gonna report this? Like, how can we make it happen? We figured it out. I'm used to it on desktop, but not so much on mobile. We figured it out. We were in the car, we messaged it. But guess what? Claudette came back. Message number three. You are so petty. Before we had <laughs> even reported anything. Yeah, or responded. Yeah, I hadn't even had it. It was like a minute apart. I hadn't even had the chance to respond. <laughs> so, moral of the story, we reported the comments through eBay as extortion. I'm pretty sure Cla Claudette does not exist anymore, but if she does, whatever. But if you know me, you know that these things like eat me alive while I'm sleeping and or trying to sleep. And I had to keep checking the tracking number because I wanted to know what was happening, you know? And you kind of have to know business-wise, right? Yeah. You want to know if the package is coming back because ultimately if the item does come back, I don't want to not offer Claudette a refund. I don't want to have the item and not send it back or offer a refund. So I'm like keeping, keep an eye on it. The next day, the damn thing delivers. <laughs> delivers <laughs> delivers and you know what i found this out like three hours later did claudette message me back and say i'm so sorry no claudette did not respond and you know what i'm the kind of person i can't let it go i could not let it go but jesus said be nice so i was being nice so i sent claudette a message that said hey i see your package was delivered i'm so thankful that usps was able to resolve this for you i hope you have a great day Nothing. I didn't she get did not respond. nothing back. <laughs> not a darn thing back. I And you know, I was waiting for a return too. No return. Oh yeah, I guess I never thought about that. Yeah, she could still return it. Just and I'm like waiting. Days. I don't even know what day we're on at this point. I can't mm. see what the date was because I like copied, like cut, screen snipped, whatever you call that. But I don't know what day we're on. But I feel like it's been like two weeks. So there's still like another two weeks. Dear God, I hope not. I hope I she does. I thought about that. I hope she does return it. I'll get it back and then be like, oh, there's a stain. This was warm. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, but like, seriously? My favorite ever, my favorite ever eBay message from a buyer came from Claudette. You are so petty. I've never received <laughs> that before and it was great. It was so fast too. Like it was literally... You messed, well, I can't contact eBay, resolve it, I'm going to give you negative feedback. Then it was, you messed up the address, and then it was immediately, you're so petty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's great. Why? Why would I, oh, why would I mess up somebody's address? Like, what does that do for me? Nothing. Nothing. Because, like, if it gets delivered to somewhere else, like, they, you can just contact eBay and say, I never got it. Like, right. and then I still lose the money and lose the shirt. Right. It makes absolutely no sense. Claudette must know. have been having a bad day. She must have, yes. I don't even know. Anyways, people, <laughs> this is the kind of things that like we deal with. And for those of you who thought I was trying to make fun of Tina last week, I was I was make kind of making fun of her, but not on purpose. More so making fun of the situation. Yeah. It was people like that really honestly tank my mentality. And as much as I like try to say, like, oh, I'm not gonna let it bother me, it definitely does. And I needed a chance to vent that out. So it was good. welcome to reseller recovery. <laughs>
We help you recover while we also recover. Right. By making jokes. <laughs> so if you guys ever find yourself in a similar situation, and by the way, drop a comment down below. Let us know if you've had like crazy customer, I'm just going to call it customer service issues over the last couple weeks. I have never seen anything like it. It was like literally like five a day, one after the other. I texted Nikki at one point and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, what is going on? I don't understand do you remember that one that person on YouTube this week that said that their buyer messaged them and accused them of being a witch? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> something is happening. Is a full moon yeah. or something. Something's going on. A because couple people messaged or commented on that live that we did. And they said, well, they, I think they said they were a hairdresser. And it was always a, um, a running joke where they were at that if it was a full moon, the crazies were going to be out. Which I have heard before some... Was there a full moon? Like, maybe there was. I don't know, but if so, I'm dreading the next one. That's for <laughs> sure, because that was a mess. It, it was a lot. Things have seemed to have slowed down, and we're starting to get the returns back and processing them, but it was a lot. If you guys ever find yourself in a similar situation, there is buyer, or sorry, there is seller protection for feedback extortion on eBay. So whenever a seller threatens you that if you don't do something that they want you to do whether that's a refund or con like literally anything and they threaten to give you negative feedback that is called feedback extortion that is an automatic like cancel like they don't get what they want ebay will back you up no matter what and make sure that you guys report them so that these buyers do come off of ebay and they're not harassing giving it to other sellers. people yeah and if they do try to leave you negative feedback either ebay system will automatically not allow them to or you'll be able to get it easily removed but i wanted to bring that up because not a lot of people know about feedback extortion so if you ever find yourself in a similar situation you'll know what to do some other things going on in the reselling world and this is actually stuff that i came across just sourcing these last couple weeks number one you guys might have seen it on instagram and i don't even know if i showed you but there was a I saw that. you saw it yeah so i was at a thrift store and i've never seen anything like this there were some new racks behind the counter that people were, were getting ready to put out and at the ends of them were laminated, like legitimate printed signs that said manager approved. And I have never seen that before. And I haven't either. we had some speculation on Instagram as to what everyone thought that meant. Um, what did you think about it? I figured it had to do with like pricing. Yeah. Like they wanted to make sure and like condition that pricing and condition was like good and they were actually set to go on the floor and that there was nothing on it that shouldn't have been on it. Like... Just yeah. a final check. Yeah. Which I hope is the case. I hope it's a condition thing. We do have some really nice Goodwills that we go to that are in like a different region than we normally shop at. And I do know of one of them that constantly mm -hmm. looks at condition. It is the best thrift store. Like I love going to that location because the manager and all of the employees don't let stuff go out on the floor if there are significant flaws. As they it's should. Great. It's great. Yeah. They take up so much floor space with stuff that's literally, like, destroyed. And going to sit there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so we had some theories about that. A lot of people said what you just said about um, condition. A lot of people were like, oh, they want to know what to mark up or what to not. I wondered about that, too. Yeah. I wondered if maybe the manager was supposed to check for stuff to pull and sell online. Um, I really don't know what the answer is. We should just ask. I, I'll I, ask. I wanted to, but... 
at the at the time that it happened it just was not an appropriate situation but i do plan on asking or you can next time we see it but it's the only place i've seen that oh my god <laughs> you know what that freaking store they done already i ain't asking i'm gonna jail I will. They made me so mad. Did you guys know that apparently, don't quote, I have a call into Goodwill Corporate because that's how mad I was. Did they ever call you back? No. No, they didn't. You wait. You wait. Monday's coming. I'm going to call every freaking 20 minutes till they get me somebody. It's and you know week, what? Guys. Tuesday, I'll be... Oh. Wednesday. Wednesday, I'll be in that city. And I'm going to stop at their damn door. I will. You know me. You know I will. <laughs> I do know. I will go and be like, look, I called for the last four days. Uh, yeah. They will charge you for the top of a bathing suit and the bottom. For the same suit. You on know. the same hanger. They will charge you. into being like $10 for a swimsuit. $10. I wouldn't have picked it up had I known. Oh, I was mad. What was the other thing about the hooded? Oh, yeah. So if you have a jacket, jacket, I, what I had was a sun shirt. It was a long sleeve, like, what is that? Polyester or nylon, whatever. The Almost UPF. Like the UPF. Yeah, yeah, it was a UPF. Yeah. It was a sun free shade, free whatever. But it's like, hush. But it's like the thin, like long sleeve material, mm -hmm. but it had a hood because it's a sun shirt. They charged me for a jacket. They wanted to charge me $7.99 for that. And it was hanging in the long sleeves. And I was like... It's technically a shirt. I get it. But, like, also, it's in the shirts. And they were like, well, Goodwill says now that if it has a zipper or if it has a hood, that we have to label it as, like, a jacket slash coat. And it should be $7.99. And I was like... I get it. Like, I had one item that, like, I could understand being labeled as, like, a jacket or a blazer, but whatever. I, I was like, no. No other ones and in then, our location are doing that. No. And then she's like, well, we can't help it that our customers pick things up and put them in the wrong spot. And I was like, I literally just watched your employee put that on the shelf. Like, not only do you need to have a sign, but you also need to train your associates to do the right thing if you're going to make changes. But fun fact, I guess they're putting more corporate offices in there, which she messed up telling me that, too, because <laughs> now I'll just go there until they're done. But... We'll have a personal appointment the day the office opens. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's a mess. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they're really straying away from what Goodwill is supposed to be about. Um, and for anyone yeah. that has ever commented on one of my videos or any reselling video and has said, you know, Goodwill is supposed to be for poor people. It's not supposed to be for resellers. Goodwill is a reseller now. They are pricing up like American Eagle jeans at twenty bucks. Not to mention, yeah, locations. say not even to mention that like how are if it was really intended for just low income, how do they expect them to buy some of the stuff that they have marked right. in the cases for a hundred dollars? Right. Like, no, exactly. Also, this week some guy stole a Squishmallow cow out of my cart, and I was so mad. Jordan I said she had almost hit him with my cart. Jordan said she had a lady take off with her cart the other day. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, maybe it is a full moon. There's been a lot of stuff going on. I don't know. That Anyways. should have been the reselling world psychos. We'll update you on that situation soon, as soon as she gets a hold of someone. I'm sure she'll be talking to someone soon. Yeah. 
The only other thing that I saw um, over the last week was actually just a couple days ago, I was out thrifting and one of the locations, an employee who was off came in and was talking to another employee who was working. And she said to him, what's the color that we're not allowed to get? And he said, blue, which was the new color. I knew because there was new racks out. And she was like, blue, and they went back and forth. Well, long story short, this whole conversation ended up being that, at least for this region, they, the Goodwill employees, are not allowed to shop the new colors that week, which I found very interesting. Hmm. I don't think that they really follow it. I have seen where it does appear like some of the employees hide stuff in the aisles, like you'll find a bunch of stuff in the kids' stuff. So pro tip, if you're sourcing, look for the stuff that employees are hiding. You know that one store we go to where there's a woman there that told you that she was a reseller? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was shopping this week. Was she? <laughs> yeah, I went through her cart. <laughs> I She's did. really nice. She was nice. I was like, oh, is this stuff easy to put out? And she was like, uh, and I was like, oh, cool. And I took a couple of things and it was great. <laughs> Let us know what you guys are seeing in your reselling world. But those are the things that um, I've come across recently and, you know, just stuff that I've actually physically seen. Next up are mean comments. This is like yes. my favorite segment, I think. But this mean comment, actually I've got two, but they were about the same video. This was actually a short form video on TikTok where I posted a short video just letting people know that those democracy pants with the AB technology waistband were a bolo. And most people were very happy that I shared that tip, but I also had a couple people that had some comments for me. I wouldn't consider them mean comments. They were just interesting. So I will read these and I'll let you react. This is your first time seeing them. So someone said, items like these, in, in parentheses, basic pants are so easily replicated and are sold in stores, malls, etc. Not really valued and not worth my closet space. And then the other person said, they sell these in Marshalls for $16. Thoughts? Well, my thoughts on the first one are I'm really glad that they don't want to take up their closet space with them because that means there's more available for me to right? find. <laughs> um, and as far as the Marshall's comment, like, there are things that we pick up that, like, I can find on the shelf or, like, they have Marshall's tags for, like, $16, but... I comp them and they have a 100% sell-through rate on eBay and they sell for like $30. Like there's literally people whose entire business model is going to places like Marshall's and buying things and cutting the Marshall's tags and then reselling them. And they, they make their entire business off that. We don't have that opportunity here by any means. But why I mean, do you, why do you think that we're able to sell those online for in some cases twenty five dollars pre owned, but you can get them new with tags of Marshalls for sixteen dollars. Just regionality. Yes, some people don't have access to TJ yeah. Maxx, Marshalls. Yeah. And TJ Maxx and Marshalls, not all of them are created equal. Some of them sell different brands. There's brands that I wish are TJ yeah. Maxx and Marshalls. Like Lily had. Pulitzer. I saw this whole yeah. thing about like a TJ Maxx that was full of Lily Pulitzer for like. 10 to $15 and I was thinking I would buy the whole store out, yeah. you know, just to be able to resell that. But yeah, I think it has to do with like regionality, what's available in your store. And then like, you know, say I'm just gonna pick democracy. I know that these numbers aren't necessarily true, but like in our region where it is a poorer region, 
$16 for a pair of jeans does seem decent as mm -hmm. far as like Marsh Marshalls go. But if you were like maybe somewhere like California, like that's like dirt cheap, you right. know, where the the cost of living is more expensive. I could see those jeans still being like $30 to $40 at Marshalls. That's true. You Might gotta think of that. Pricing. Yeah, I think of pricing variations too, depending on area. So yeah, that's okay. If they don't want them, I'll take care of them. I would be glad to list them and sell them. I could, do think that they're starting to trend down little by little, but... The larger sizes definitely still do well. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter where stuff is or how much is being sold at what location. All that really matters in my mind is what the eBay comps say. Yeah, the selfie rate online. Like, that's... I know it is, Paulette. We've had this whole conversation on live about regionality and whatever that looks like, but... If it says it's on eBay, it's on eBay. Yeah. And it is good to stay like up to date with, you know, where things are sold at in case they do impact the market. But at the end of the day, if you're constantly looking up solds and every time we pick up democracy jeans, we're doing a comp on them, we'll know if something's trending down because we're constantly looking at solds. Topic of the day and question of the day. Is it better to know what to get or what to skip? Do you Wouldn't have to ask me this? I did. What are your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts were to what to skip, just because I was thinking that if you're in the store and you're looking at a bunch of new rags, or you're looking through all the things in the store, it's better to know what's automatically not going to be worth wasting your time comping than it is for you to stand and comp every single individual item. Um, I did that <laughs> at first. <laughs> when I first started comping, because when I started, I was like, oh, Van Houston, that's a great brand. Old like, Navy. Yeah, Love Old that. Navy, that's good, you know? But I hadn't heard of half of these brands. I didn't even know what Burberry was before I started. So I think that it's better to know how to skip those things so you're not wasting a bunch of time and you could move on. Um, the if, if I had to pick, I think the biggest thing would be learning your factors first and i think that's like the most beneficial way but yeah skipping versus knowing what to get is definitely better yeah i do think that there's something to be said for when you're a newer reseller and you're learning it's definitely a good practice for you to comp everything because that's mm -hmm. the only way that you're going to learn is just take off if you don't know, start comping it. But then you've got to try to start committing those things to memory. Not only the things that you should get, but also, okay, you looked up an item, it wasn't good. Now I know to skip that in the future or why it was not valuable in the first place. Because as we've learned, just because a brand is a brand doesn't mean everything in that brand is undesirable. So on average, how many items do you think we get from a single store? Like how many do we actually pick up? Um, I would say on like a normal week, probably like 30 to 35 in each store. Would you call that fair? Per store? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say even if it's like 20, 25, like. Yeah. I feel like 30 is pretty, pretty decent. If we go through the whole thing. Yeah. How many items do you think there are in the store? Like that, that we miss or just like in, in general, general, how many items oh, do you God. think are available for sale? Like um, think about an aisle. How many are in an aisle? Probably a couple hundred. That's what, that was my guess. We I'm just thinking like in each section, there's probably like 20 to 30 items in each like four foot section. And most yeah. times there's like five to six sections. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I would say probably like 125, 150 if I had to guess. Yeah. I would um, agree with that. And so what's that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 22, 24, 26, 28, 30, 32. 32 by, we'll just say 100. What is that? 3,200? Yeah. Yeah. So probably anywhere between 3,000 and like 4,000 in an average store. Because the store I was imagining, I feel like, is decent sized. Yeah. But they also stack them babies up. So let's say between three and 5,000. Okay. Is that a fair range? I think some stores maybe even up to 10,000. But I'd say your average like thrift store, like small to medium size, yeah. I would say probably somewhere between three and 5,000. Okay. So if we're only picking up 30 items out of 3,000 and you think about that, that is a one percent sell-through rate is that correct yeah i think so i was trying to like do the <laughs> mental math but i don't have my phone so i was like um yes that is yeah. a one percent um i guess pickup rate and we're going through pretty much all oh, of yeah. that wow that's crazy to think about yes so when you're thinking about what to get or what to skip you know, which would you rather do the majority of items that you're looking at and then only have to comp the ones that you possibly might pick up? Or do you want to comp everything no. that needs left behind? No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to comp 99% of a store yeah. would just be insane. And I think that's why a lot of people spend like four hours in a store. Thinking about how long it would have taken it, when I was comping everything in the store, I mean, just thinking about the, you know, the first couple of stores we went to, I would go through an entire row and you would have hit an entire section of a store. Like, yeah, like the entire men's section and the time it took me to walk one row of women's jeans. Like, yeah, it, that's a lot of time. And, and in the beginning, it does take you doing that does, to really yeah. know what to skip. That's why I mentioned earlier, I think factors are huge. Because once I got in the habit of saying, okay, I need to look for silk or I need to look for linen in the summer, it made it a lot easier to learn right. what to pick up and how to move faster. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely know, or we definitely know, what factors increase value and what to get. But are there any factors... Or I guess what causes you to know to skip an item besides you do the comp and you realize it's not good? I mean, I feel like a lot of it for me is like even just remembering the brands, like knowing what's not good and what's what was good. Like you comp something one time. I think a lot of it's comping and then remembering the brands. Like you, once you comp something one time, you realize it's not good. A lot of it's just like the plain cotton fabrics, like obviously condition. We've talked a lot about condition, like... Yeah. If you look at something and it's frayed or it's damaged or it has holes or stains or whatever, um, a lot of it is how much material is there. We skip sleeveless all the time. Um, I don't know. I think even just for me, like, I don't even have to look at the brand label necessarily to be able to tell that it's an item that I need to skip. Like the textures? Yeah, you can just look at the quality and the texture of the fabric of the item and be able to tell and look at it and be like, oh, that's no boundaries or you know what I mean? Like you can almost tell when something is very, very poor quality. Mm -hmm. And instead of making the decision to verify that and look at it, you learn over time just glancing at the side of the item. Okay, that's one that I can probably skip that I don't need to go over. There's, we need to actually do this game, I feel like. But everyone suggested that we should do a, 
you know, a blind guess the brand or guess the material, I feel like we could actually do that. I think I might be pretty good at that. We're, we're yeah. pretty decent at it. And I think a lot of that just comes from experience and going through things. But if you guys... we do it like the, like the taste test where you know how the people have the boxes and they like taste the like different pops because they're like, I'm a pop professional. Can we do it where we like know what five brands are there and we just have to pick which yeah. one's the brand? Because that would be better. We could do like a difficulty level where maybe we could start with that and yeah. then we'll do like a, a really tough round. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be good. I'm game. I don't know if we should do that on a live or if we should do it. We should do it on a live. Okay. <laughs> I think that that'd be fun because then it would be like accountability. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wouldn't be like it was staged because like, people would come back and be like, oh, you you knew. No, we don't know. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of Maybe fun. Maybe one of our ladies will uh, host. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. If you guys have never tried cherry picking or skipping over some items, I would definitely try to get in the habit of it. Going through every single hanger every single time takes a lot of time, not to mention if you're going there every week, you've probably touched and mm. looked up those items anyways. Yeah. Um, so getting yourself to a point where you know, I don't need to look this up, I can go ahead and skip it. A big one for us is, is it an old color tab? Because yeah. of the way that we source, if I see that it's a color tab from three weeks ago, I'm gonna skip it because it's been, you know, three weeks of somebody digging through those items. Sometimes even other resellers that are there that do go through every hanger and if they pass on it, like why do I want that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. All right guys, that is all that we have for today. If you guys have any tips on knowing what to get or what to skip or let us know, do you think it's more important to know what to get or what to skip down in the comments below? If you guys have any topic suggestions that you want us to chat about on the next podcast, then drop those below as well. But that's it for us today. We're gonna get off of here. See you guys later. <laughs> we need, a, oh wait, we don't need a thumbnail. I'm just gonna keep using that one. <laughs> The hearts. We need like. <laughs> we need um. We just oh, need a shirt. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> we just need a shirt of the hands. We need the heart hands. We need to. Uh... This is my kid right now. We need to uh, make <laughs> offer around his face. Oh, there's an eye. <laughs> okay.